Hey everybody, it's Ahe from Geek Moms Co. It is 1.30 here in Chicago. It's pretty sunny. The weather is pretty good. And today we're going to talk about the last 24 hours post-transition. Last This whole week I've been talking about my transition as I move out of my full-time career into owning and growing Geek Moms Co. full-time. And that means creating content, doing video, writing in the blog, uh, going on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, and Facebook, and posting all the things, talking to all the clients, doing doing the work, getting in the work. And it's been a interesting 24 hours, I must say. It was ups, downs, tears, no tears, all the things, all the emotions, all the feels in 24 hours. And... I started off the morning kind of prepping myself, knowing that it was my final goodbye to the career that I have initiated with this company and like progressed so far in my career as a software analyst. So I kind of just did a lot of reflection in the morning on my journey from being an intern to being a senior consultant. And, uh, I signed out all my final paperwork, um, my exit agreements and all that stuff. And and I had to give up the laptop. I had to hand over the precious laptop, which, you know, was a little bit painful. But, you know, it's fine. It's just equipment. You can always get more equipment. But I didn't properly prep enough. So, like, I gave gave them my laptop, said my final goodbye, left the uh, left building pretty much. And... Um, I went on a new adventure. I went to go meet with a friend and a client of mine at the WeWork uh, location. It's a it's a co-working it's a co-working business, and they have a a lot of locations throughout Chicago. So I got to go visit her at WeWork, and the reason why I'm mentioning them is because they gave they gave me a free tour of the space. And I will say, the Grant Park location is a beautiful space. It's a, it's a decent looking space. And I love the way that they have their space out in the open, lots of collaboration. Like It, it feels like a good, tight-knit community. So I went up there. I went to go talk with her. It was a wonderful lunch. Like I loved it just to sit and chat with other moms who are like working hard and like doing their own thing. Like I love it. And it's just, it's a, it's a refresher. It's just like, <sighs> yes normal human beings that don't scream over toys and fight over food. Yes, I love it. So it was was a good lunch and I enjoyed the lunch. And after the lunch, I went to the library because of course, those who do not have computers go to um, libraries. So I went to the library. I went to the library to use the computer there. And that was pretty interesting, I must say. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, I will post an image of like my view. Not the bad thing that happened, because I'll talk about that in a second, but I'll post like what it looks like to kind of sit at a computer at the library just in case you know you forgot or something. I don't know. So um, so I, I was at the library and it was pretty decent until you find other people doing things that they shouldn't be doing at the library. I won't go into much detail, but he was looking at some stuff that he shouldn't have been looking at. And he completely had zero Fs, zero cares in the world about what 
He was watching, did not care if people walked past, did not care who saw his screen. He was all about it. He was all about it. And he was in his world and I kind of gave up. So I was so like trying not to get into whatever he was doing. And I was trying to focus on my work because I need to, we are currently like the website is up and running, but it needs a desperate revamp. And I think for me, being a technology a technologist, I'm always stuck on revamping my website. So it just got so bad to the point where I just couldn't even focus on getting my work done. Like I forgot my login for my dashboard and it was just like, I give up on this. So I got up, grabbed my stuff and walked away. So I get up and I walk away and I finally go like up and just relax and like I was so thankful that I kind of walked away from that situation because um, I can't go too much into detail but like a new opportunity kind of I want to use the terms I thought about this before I I got on air and I wanted to say it kind of fell in my lap but it didn't like randomly fall in my lap though there was a lot that kind of built up to this but I'm super excited that this new opportunity came and like I'm super stoked it's like for those who know me and know what my like ultimate dream is for like Geek Wobs Co and like for what I want to do in the community like this is just huge and like it hurts because I can't talk about it just yet which is fine like I have to wait till like everything is finalized but I'm so stoked and I'm so ready and like once this thing is out like it's gonna be a game changer, not only for me, but like for like the community and like the people that I wanna help. And I can't wait to like get going. You brought this out of the freezer to ask for some? Sorry, my 10 year old like found my stash of chocolate and wants to get into my chocolate. But you know, as soon as you ask for some, everybody else is gonna ask. You're not gonna hide, you're getting a small piece. There you go. No. No. You're supposed to savor it. Like, you're not supposed to scarf down the whole, whole bar at once. Like, that's not how no, chocolate I'm works. Why you one more piece? Why you need one more piece? <sighs> We're fighting over a Hershey's bar with almonds. And I know some people, you're either a big fan of Hershey's or you're, abs- or you absolutely hate it. I, and I'm so mad that I'm like dropping all these names. Like we work Chicago, Hershey's, sponsor us. Speaking of sponsor, we are looking for sponsors for the podcast. Like if you want to have us like do an ad for you in the podcast, we are definitely looking for people who want to work with us. So if you are interested please send an email to geekmomsco at gmail.com. That's G-E-E-K-M-O-M-S-C-O at gmail.com. Hey, everybody. So it's Ahi. We're hopping back on. And today we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about some controversial topics when it comes to entrepreneurship. And we're going to talk about a controversial topic with design because these are two, two of these separate things. Like I came across reading other people's posts and the first one, I, I read this thing. So I literally 30 seconds ago, I read this thing and you know, the post didn't bother me at all. The post was like, wait, I have to reread that twice. 
the comments though killed me so I just have to like dig a bit deep on this and just see where people thoughts are at so I was reading this article on LinkedIn or not this article but like this post and they were he was talking about how this woman I think it was like uh she read an article called 10 ways to let me find it it is called So this woman left this, left her job because she read this article called 10 Reasons to Chase Entrepreneurship and Travel the World. So she quit it. And then she found out to live, like to be a lifestyle entrepreneur, to be like, oh, I'm going to be at home and travel and just be a laptop nomad and all this other stuff. Like she realized it was hard because it is hard. Like even... Like, while I was working and building this thing up, like, it was it was really hard. It was a lot of overthinking, a lot of late nights, a lot. Like, I can go on and on about how hard it is. So, she realized how hard it was, and then she ended up, like, failing at her business, moved in with her parents, blah, blah, blah. I, I did it's garbage. Go throw it away. Everybody's fighting me over this Hershey's. Okay, go. You just ate, like, the rest, the whole bar. Throw it in the garbage, throw it in the garbage. Oh, he found one last piece. <laughs> Good job, Ade. So she she ended up failing, moving into her parents' house. And then she wrote an article called 10 Reasons. Uh-oh. She wrote an article called 10 Reasons to Chase Entrepreneurship and Travel the World. So that way other people can quit their job and she can take the open spot. So I reread it. I was like, oh, ha, 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 that's funny. <laughs> and then, yeah, ha, 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 funny. Funny. Say funny. Say funny. Funny. Yay, new word. So immediately I go into the comments. I'm like, oh, what do other people think? Are they laughing too? Ha, ha. And the first, the first comment I read, the first comment, let's get into this. The first comment I read is... Let me scroll. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Where did it go? Maybe people, so many people are commenting on it. That is just ridiculous. Yo, here it is. Yeah, it's the first one. There is a huge misunderstanding here. You have to be born to be an entrepreneur. Why does everybody think it's a transition? No. And I immediately got like thrown, thrown off. Like, oh. Uh, what? Born? Like, I understand, like, some people have that bug and they have that notion in them to constantly work on different projects or sell different things or just do something that is beyond the norm. I understand that. But to be born an entrepreneur, is that the only factor that kind of comes into play when it comes to who's going to be an entrepreneur? Who's going to not be an entrepreneur? Who's going to be a successful entrepreneur versus who's going to be a really crappy entrepreneur? Like, are we born with it? Maybe, maybe we're born with it, which even in my tone, it just sounds like what in the world is this guy talking about? But then another part of me is like, hmm, you might be born with certain traits that allows you to become an entrepreneur or it allows you to be a great person in somebody else's company 
And it kind of ties it to the whole Google situation too with the traits versus biologically capable to be a leader. Like this kind of falls into that same misconception. So tell me what you think. Do you need to be born to be an entrepreneur or can it be something that you can transition to? So it's so it's weird because I've seen I've seen people really really young start businesses and I've seen people like later on in life after working for 30 40 years start businesses and like the whole like born with it part it, it I'm not going to lie it irks me it irks me just a little bit I understand that there's certain traits that you should have but to say from birth whether that somebody's going to be an entrepreneur it's a little bit odd. The what? Is it super dirty? Is there food in it? That's fine. I'm sorry, it was hard, Chloe. But all you had to do was rinse it off. Huh? Aaliyah washed the dishes, though. So it wasn't like you, it, it was Aaliyah's job to wash it. It was your job to rinse it. Ooh, morning chores are definitely something. Like you have to like keep these kids on chores and they try to get out of them all the time, all the time. But, um, I debated like when I started the podcast, whether or not I should like keep real life elements in or just like edit it out. Like. Even now, like as I wrapped up the conversation with Chloe, I kind of like cut I cut things off for the podcast, and then I hopped right back on. So, uh, but I figured, like after a while thinking about it, I figured I should keep it because at the end of the day, Geek Moms is a mom. I'm a mom, and um, running a business is very hard to separate that line between doing business and running a household. So you kind of just have to make it work whenever you can get it to work. So moving right along, the whole born to be an entrepreneur thing, what traits do you need to have? What does it take to be an entrepreneur? And what type of entrepreneur? Like there's the serial entrepreneur, there's the a successful entrepreneur, there's the late bloomer entrepreneur, the new age millennial entrepreneur. Like it really, it's like such a large spectrum that it's like, dude, what type of comment was that? And what, where do you get that here? So again, let me know your thoughts and let's like get into these conversations about entrepreneurship. And um, maybe we can get an interview on later today. So we're gonna take a short break and someone wants to get on air. You want to talk? Come talk. You want to say your name? Yeah. Okay, My let's... name is Alexis. And what do you want to talk about? I talk about uh, superheroes. Okay. What about them? Well, the one in a, in a show, in a movie, one name is Supergirl. Mm-hmm. She, she... She she uh pop out some laser eyes. She have laser eyes. Mm-hmm. And she have great flying and she have a hard punch. A hard punch. 
Yes, How does she use it? She has to punch it real hard. And she is saving and she saves the day all the time. Is there any other superheroes you like? Yeah, like Catgirl. Catgirl. Batman. And Batman? Okay. Yeah, they're both the same, but they look the same a little bit because they have the same ears mm-hmm. in their suit. But one is a bat and one is a cat. Yeah, Catgirl and Batman. How did that work? Yeah, they're, they're Batgirl too. It does sound a thick version, but the other one is Catgirl. She's the one who has the tail. Mm-hmm. She's a cat. But in real life, she's a really cat. The name is Catgirl, Batgirl, and Batman. Is there anything else that you want to tell our listeners? Mm. Ooh, like Superman. Superman do the same thing just like Supergirl. But the other one is Joker. Joker is a bad villain. And he, he has bombs. He's kind of tricky to kill. And Batman, Superman, try to get, uh, try to get Joker. But Holly Quinn is a dangerous, dangerous one. She has bad things, like a bat, and just like Joker, he had bombs. And that's how he hurts people. He's a bad, bad hero. Okay, what did you want to say, Clay? If you play scary games like Finance and Freddy's or Emily wants to play or any kind of scary game, you have nightmares. No, no. It will probably, it will probably consider you to watch it over and over again. What? What type of advice is that? That is too um, scary. I was watching uh-huh. But you that's watch it over and over and over again? That's how you get over it? No. No. no that's how you get nightmares. That's how, yeah. that's how you get addicted to scary things. Mm, okay. If you, if you watch it once and you're not scared, you might watch it again. Again and, and again and, and again, again and again and again and again and again. So what do you think if somebody was to say you have to be born a certain way to be successful? What? I wonder if that yeah, I wonder if that question is way too over your head. That is weird. Do you think anybody and everybody can be successful? Mm-hmm. What about you, Alexis? Do you know what successful means? That's a, well, that's a really good question. So success really depends on how you determine it. Like, what do you want to have when you get older? Oh, I want to have a dress and and I can have friends and have a makeover. And we can have makeup, dresses, and a pretty, a pretty bed. This is Alexa's version of success. We're going to work on this. We're going to work on this. What is your version, Chloe? Of being successful is something that you have, have to be. You know, you can just be successful. But what does that mean, Chloe? That means if you. If We're gonna do a part two for this. We're gonna do a part two, and me and Chloe are gonna have a sit down about what it means to be successful. 
so we're gonna jump into controversial topic number two it's not too controversial like i'm not like going to the extreme with this stuff but it's stuff that i have come across as i've read several articles came across blog posts youtube videos like all the things and like the second thing that i that i wanted to address on air is the whole idea of a content creator the concept and the terminology of a content creator and i'm not gonna lie i use this term all the time because it kind of helps generalize everything that i do like i can't say i just do podcasts or i just do video or i just do blog or like you know what not do blog but like let's say i can't i can't introduce myself and say i'm a youtuber like it's true but it doesn't capture like what exactly i do like people don't understand like okay um you're a youtuber and what do you do on youtube and i can't say like well i'm a blogger because like i have written pieces for geek moms co and like we're starting up new a new publication and i can't just put a blogger under the umbrella of everything or over the umbrella of everything that i do and i can't just say well oh i am a what what are we calling it podcaster podcast person i don't even know i don't even know the term but um (laughs) but to kind of best capture everything that I do is easier to say that I help I design websites and I create content. I'm a content creator and a web designer. And the term content creator bothers a lot of people. It bothers people, especially artists. The term content creator is destroying in their views the word artist. And it took me a minute to kind of, there's a YouTube video out now and I, and I have to find it and like post the link, but there's a YouTube video that's out and they talked about how they, how people should stop using that term. People should completely stop using it because um, people who are on YouTube and they do a certain art form, whether that is music, painting, photography, videography, they tend to call themselves a content creator or they call what they do content creation and it generalizes the specific thing that they do and it kind of hinders them when it comes to like organic interactions and organic conversations and like networking so in cases like those I can definitely understand like if I just have like I might be a web designer that just happens to be on YouTube. I might be a web designer that just happens to have a podcast. I might be a web designer that is also a blogger or a a web designer that blogs about my niche. And it really depends on, so it really depends on two big things. Like in my opinion, it really depends on who you're talking to and what and what they understand from what you do. If they understand everything that you do from the word content creator, then everything works out fine. If you can tell your audience that, hey, I'm an artist that creates content that's shared on YouTube, that's shared on Facebook, that's shared on Instagram, 
if your audience understands that, then that can work out good for you too. So it's a matter of which one is going to get more engagement and you can even test that out and see. So I wanted to know what is your thoughts on the whole concept of a content creator? Do you think it's good to use that term or if you should just kind of say what you are and not overgeneralize it? Hey everybody, so the third quote-unquote controversial topic is more related to uh, what I do. So the third one is, I, I came across this post on Quora and a guy posted if it was a scam to help business owners design websites on platforms like Weebly, Wix, Squarespace, and WordPress. Well, WordPress is a little bit of a maybe maybe not but but his point was a lot of these cms platforms are very easy to use It's a very drag and drop type of format for creating websites very easily and what some designers do is including myself is what i i work with business owners who want to utilize these platforms to the fullest and design on top of these platforms so in some cases, if, if you need like a super simple website, like yes, on things like Squarespace, a lot of it is going to be adding the content and adding that content to the website. And it's pretty much, um, for Squarespace, it's not drag and drop. It's more like a click and add and then drag around to the layout that you want to have. Um and I can go on and on about the different aspects of like what it's like to design. And then for personally for myself, I even go further and like use the style editor for Squarespace, go into developer mode for WordPress. Like there's customized templates, customized plugins, and you actually have to edit some of these templates to make it work for what you need. So before we even get into the depth of execution and how we get these websites out there's a lot of things that take place before the website is complete that a business owner or anybody is paying for when it comes to web design like one of the biggest things that people overlook is copywriting and content just getting that content and that copywriting alone can take a lot of effort a lot of research to see what phrases work what descriptions work how to lay out the structure of your bio. A lot of long text paragraph type of content is like hard to read for some people. So you have to make sure you have the right structure to lay out large uh, paragraphs in your content on your web pages. And then also the art of a landing page. It's a certain art that you have to go by. You can't just throw a bunch of stuff on a page and hope that it works like the, there's a certain structure to design and um, I don't know like I want to know your thoughts on it um, do you think it is a scam to charge people like for something simple I won't even talk about the complicated stuff like for something simple if somebody says I want to have a website using Squarespace I want to have eight pages and this is what I want on those pages is it a scam to hire or to pay for somebody else to do that for you and have that person that they hire call themselves a web designer?
because in the actual post that I found on Quora, he was saying that that person would not be considered a web designer. So I would want to know your thoughts on it. So that's it for this episode of Geek Moms Co. Speak Geek. On tomorrow's episode, we're going to do a lot of deep dives into special hacks that you can use to create your content, whether that's video, photos, and web. So you enjoy your weekend. And make sure to follow us on geekmomsco.com. Subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekmomsco. Our handle on Twitter, Instagram, and am I forgetting one? I always feel like I'm forgetting one. Our handle on Twitter and Instagram is at geekmomsco, and that's C-O, co. So I hope you enjoy your weekend, and y'all have a great day. <laughs>